This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, everybody. I'm Lizzie Hale from the band Hailstorm, and you are tuned in with Side Jams with Brian Reisman. Greetings, everyone. This is Brian Reisman, host of Side Jams, here with, well, the tragic romantic, but also rather happy Ville Valo, uh, who we've actually done many interviews over the years, and this is the first time on video, I think, for us. This is new territory. Um, how are you doing? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm tragically happy. So, <laughs> as, as, you, as you said, so I'm not complaining whatsoever, whatsoever. It's a, you know, it's a uh, new chapter, whatever you want to, however you want to put it in my life, you know, new challenges ahead and, and, uh, and uh, it'll be an interesting year. So after all the sort of like, you know, it started to get a bit musty in my coffin. So I had to do something about it. Mm. <laughs> well, see, I found these photos I had taken. This is from when you played Bowery Ball oh, cool. in 2004. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I found this. This is the first time we met. Um, Sweet. I think I'm seeing that the brother of Captain Jack Sparrow right oh, there. In yeah, the, I think uh... so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Highly influential. Yeah, I think he stole it all from me, so. That's how it went. There you go. Uh, you have a copy, copyright infringement. Uh, that's how I could afford my great API console here my, at my home studio. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I know we, we wanted to talk about, it's interesting, we wanted to talk about your, your passion for reading. I mean, obviously, Baudelaire is the one name that always comes up when, when people have talked about your lyrics. But there are other people as well. And I'm kind of curious. I know that you like to, you said you like to relax in the bath and read. Yeah, a lot. So I'm kind of curious what you've been reading lately. It, it could actually. be also interpreted that that bathing is my passion, and just reading just goes with it. But it's, I do understand that it's quite hard to have a conversation about the finer aspects of bathing. It's like, you know, lukewarm water and what you're going to put into there, and you know, in, into the water and, and all that. And and actually, the the shape, uh, shape and the size of the bathtub, which because uh, it does wear your arms out if you read uh, at long periods. So. So it's a bit of. Do you have one of those old school bathtubs with like the clawed feet? <laughs> Probably that could actually that explains a lot. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, I do love to. My my, my parents they were and are still avid readers. We had a ton of books at home when I was a kid, and and uh, I'm I'm sort of guy who loves the escapism of of books, and and I I think that books make my imagination work harder. Than, than movies or TV, which I do appreciate too, but they're a bit more lighter on the on the on the brainwork department. So so and, and music as well is, is like it, it is like world building. You know, with a song you're building this world around you, and if you're it's your safe zone yeah. and it has the uh, the 
you kind of figure out the rules of physics in that particular place. And, and uh, you know, it's like everybody who's, any, anybody who's read Tolkien when they've been ch- a kid, like Hobbit, or started reading Lord of the Rings. I started reading that when I was a kid, and I couldn't finish it. It was just too long for me at that time. But, uh, but uh, oh, I read that as a kid. I, read, I finished The Lord of the Rings by sixth, sixth, fifth grade, I think. Well... <laughs> But I'll be honest, I was doing a speed reading competition with a friend to see who could finish it first. So a lot of it probably just escaped my mind after I was yeah, done. As you know, there's there's different ways of reading. Because at times also, you know, what I find is that certain books can be very evocative, uh, evocative in in sense of imagery that you actually, it takes a long time for you to read them because you get lost in thought. They sort of like evoke emotions and, and meanings and ideas and and. And uh, so they're like uh, they're like thought propellers, uh, and uh, it might be that you're stuck on the same page, you know, for the entirety of a bathing session, and uh, and uh, uh, it wouldn't be the first time. And then the stuff you read really fast, and and it kind of also kills your uh, thought process, which is great. It silences the noise, so to speak, that you're just lost in the world. There's a, as you know, you know, literature is it's fantastic. There's so. There's so many different kinds, and I'm. I used to, for many, many years, I used to read only biographies. I thought that that's. Uh, I'm supposed to be doing that, because, really? because you know, you know, learn from the best, and uh, that's what I was told. And uh, and their stories are very similar, but uh, but it's. Um, and I'm reading a book about the. I wish I could remember. It's like the. The history, the whole history of the rec- recorded sound. It's a it's a really really interesting oh. book. It's about the cultural aspects of when the all the wax cylinder recording started, but it ends up, ends with these days like streaming and stuff. So it's not just about history, but it's in like well, let's say four hundred five hundred pages. It's the whole story in 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 sort of detail that that makes me feel like Indiana Jones, which is which is great because at the end of the day, it's it is what I do. It's it's the land where I live. It's 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 my hood, so to speak. So, uh, so the uh, yeah. so th- that particular book is very, very interesting. You know, the cultural aspect of it and how the voiceless were able to literally get a voice because you had a re- recording medium that you could just and, and like playing the first concerts that were played on radio and and it's it's great. But anyway, that's that's the sort of, sort of stuff I've been interested probably to do with the sort of the post traumatic stress disorder I have from recording Neo Noir. So uh, I just still have that studio whiz hat and I'm uh, thinking about acoustics and all that stuff. It's 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 important to me. And uh, while doing that, I'll be reading, I highly recommend if you if you hadn't, uh, haven't heard of her, uh, uh, Mariana Enriquez from uh, Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, she's very interesting. Like, she has a couple of... Uh, um, uh, collection of short stories, and now I think her first novel came out. And there's uh, the dangers of smoking in bed is the first one. The second is the things we lost in the fire, which is that's a great collection of short stories. It's there's like um, this politic ghetto upheaval, sort of social commentary happening in the Argentinian ghettos. This sort of uh, street kids and their rough lives coming together with this at times sexualized from a f- very feminine perspective sort of voice that is telling the stories combined with H.P. Lovecraft. And I think that that's, that's, that's 
Wow. It was amazing. Yeah, it happened. It worked for me. It's sort of like a lot of worlds that I thought that couldn't work together. She she makes work in such a beautiful way, and it's 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 a bit harrowing read at times. At times it's very interesting. At times it reminds me a bit of the sort of the weird tales, the very sort of old fantastic horror story things. And at times it's it's very violent and very sort of even like body horror type. Of, stuff going on so i i think it's great i think that her her perspective and her voice in the stories is is very new to me she's very strong and and uh so it's like probably like a thousand pages or 800 pages long the first novel and uh wow and uh that's uh i'm trying to figure out how many pairs of underwear and socks i can leave out of my out of my uh luggage when i'm hopping on the tour bus so i can fit that one in that's gonna be that's gonna be my, my heavy read on, on tour, and I'm I'm sure they won't disappoint. It's literature stuff, as you know. It's uh, it's it's one of those things that you really easily lose interest if you can't find anything interesting. You know, you, you easily get bored. You can read certain things for almost certain. Maybe it's like music. At times, it's like these days, especially with streaming, it's so hard to find new things. You know, because there's so many. It's it's like. It's like being a kid in a candy store and then you kind of like forget about the, the you know, you lose focus. The same with, and even, you know, classical music is actually the same too. There's so much of it, it's like you have to have somebody tell you what is good and what you should listen to. You need filters. Well, there's too much of everything now. I mean, you know, you have, I mean, like I read books, I read comic books, I listen to albums, I collect movies. I mean, my... There's so much stuff, and I'm going through things. I have books I bought 10 years ago that I still haven't read. And what's interesting is there are there's a collector thing that happens, a collector fetish. There's something with, with readers particularly that they will just collect books, and they know they haven't finished the last three books they bought, but they're still going to buy a new one. Do you find yourself doing that? Like you're in a because you go to a new city and there's a, a great bookstore. Like LA has a cool bookstore called The Last Bookstore downtown LA. It has an amazing selection of stuff. It's almost like you cannot not you can't buy you, you're gonna buy something. I always went to Book Soup. <laughs> I always liked that walk. Yeah, and uh, I like the intimacy and the kind of it's not super big, you know. There's a in I, I think it was somewhere in Portland. There was there's the biggest sort of secondhand Powell. bookstore. Yeah, that's that's amazing that, that there's 150 miles of books or whatever. You're able to. It's great for audio books like uh, photography books, for example. Jo, uh, like uh, the work of uh, Joel Peter Whitkin. And some of the stuff is out of print. It's very hard to find. And they had everything. And it, is, and it was uh, priced in a sort of fantastic way. At least then. It was more than 10 years ago. But it was, it was, that's quite special. We don't have places like that so much in, in Finland. Everybody does their shopping on, online. So we don't get shops that really? much. Which is, which is a shame. But I do, I do know. I used to do that when I quit drinking. And we, we uh, back in... 2006 or whatever and all of a sudden I started waking up early on tour and I wasn't hungover all the time and I didn't stay up that late you know then my focus became that I always wanted to find the coolest bookstore in the city and I walked there and you know walked about and usually bought something but I, I do have, probably have like 500 books I haven't read at home I carried a ton of them and, and a lot of great books and a lot of classics you know I, I haven't always been a reader so so it's a I, I think it's I think everybody's a reader. They just haven't found the stuff they like to read that resonates with them. And books are tough. You know, it, it, there's so much of it and you, you can't tell, you know, after one yeah. page or two pages because it also, like music, it has to do with the emotional state you're in 
or like films, for example. You know, you need to be in a certain mood that you can take in, you know, I don't know, whatever the film might be, you know. You need to be sensitive to, to those those sorts of ideas that, that, that are being talked about or whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a keen reader. I, I think I love the smell of books. I don't have that Kindle thing. I, I'm, well, no, me neither. You know, I, I think part of the whole ritual is the fact how it smells and that it, it is a physical thing and how how it's been bound and how the glue works and and uh, and all that. I also used to in a lot of books. I used to write lyrics. So so while being on tour, so so I had to like like in books you were reading. Pardon me. In books you were reading, yeah. or just your separate yeah, on the journal? first pages, and uh, when I got ideas or whatever, there's like a lot of weird markings and, and stuff, you know. So, <laughs> so they were they were my uh, the books I read were my notebooks as well at that time. So not not anymore, but uh, yeah. But Mar Mariana Enriquez, some somebody I highly recommend. I think that she has a great thing going. At least it w works with my you know mental state. I haven't done any like graphic novel stuff in ages. I've got the. Uh, H.P. Lovecraft themed the uh, Alan Moore ones. The uh, yeah, is it Necronomicon? Oh, Providence. Is it Necronomicon? Or what, whatever it is, I have. Oh no, oh, Providence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I read yeah, that. The yeah, the whole series is it's quite over the top as a lot of Alan Moore stuff is. Uh, but um, but I haven't really. In, I started reading actually from hell, you know, after all these years, and uh, I think that that that's a good one. That has aged so well, and I, when I started reading, I felt that if I saw it from a totally a different perspective, which is which is quite cool and it's not usual, you know. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a there's a there's a Belgian guy. I think his name is Didier Comes. I'm not sure if you know him. I think I know the name actually. Uh, you know the anything. way uh, the Hugo Pratt stuff, how how it was drawn, the sort of like the line drawings of people that have a very specific look. Porto right. Maltese was the the main character of Hugo Pratt's work. I, I think. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the Didier Comes fellow is very similar, but he has themes of sort of. Uh, the esoteric, a bit of magical things going on, and, and uh, a bit of weird sexual sexuality things going on, like incest sort of. It's it's very interesting. It's very, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's not it's not very graphic. In in they would be very violent or very highly sexual, or whatever. But the themes are very quite quite hard hitting. So, um, but that, that that was like twenty years ago. So I'm I'm really looking for new. Graphic novels and new new writers and new new artists that would suck me into that world. 
Why do you, why is it, what, what, what is it about reading in the bathtub? What is that for you? Is it just the relaxation? Is it, is like, is a certain vibe you have to have when you're reading? Um, well, it's not good for the books. The pages always get weirdly crinkly. You don't know, you always know which books I had in the bath uh, with me, but uh, um, it feels really safe. My mom, mom, mom used to bathe a lot. I used to bathe with her when I was like a, a you know, a toddler. And uh, I always loved bathing. I don't know if it reminds me of being in, in, in my mom's belly or something. That's what some people say, that, you know, being in that sort of like warm water gives you that sort of sense of the womb. I, I don't know, and I haven't thought of it that far. It just feels that when you're there, you can't do anything else. You're like, you can't really... You know, you can't really pay your bills or you, you know, you can talk on the phone, sure, but I don't like it. It's usually too reverby, in a, you know, with a tiled bathroom and all that. Yeah. So it's basically, it's, it's the safe zone. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a flying in business class back in the day when the internet didn't work on, on airplanes. Because it was like you were on no man's land. No, no, what nobody could touch you. And, and, uh, uh, and uh, it's a similar feel I, I have when I'm in a, in a tub, so it's, it's important to me. I do, I can survive without, but uh, not for long periods of time. <laughs> well, lastly, I mean, obviously Baudelaire is like the, is the sort of the one author that all people, they write Flowers of Evil yeah. and stuff, but what's something that he wrote that's more obscure that you think is really interesting that people should look to? Because everyone always, well, you know, to, when they to go to be, authors, they go to the obvious to, ones. Well, to be honest with you, I think with Baudelaire and, and um, Especially in the days of uh, of the computer, and and uh, there's so many collect like collected works by by Baudelaire, by uh, then Horace of like Guy de Maupassant, and like it's tough to say which belongs where, or like uh, or like Rambo, you know, Season in Hell or whatever, you know. It's uh, I think I never, I always picked. Uh, little poems from here and there that opened up new vistas for me, new vibes and new zones, as opposed to being sort of like having a Baudelaire week that I would go through everything he's written. I, I thought that it's similar to William Blake, who has a lot of stuff all over the place. For me, it's very hard to get into. I find it very sort of fantastical at times. But... Uh, um, but I think it's, it's it's also about the characters. Well, as as, as it is more literally in in Bukowski's work, because he's a part mm. of part of that. But it's it's about a way of life. It's about way of seeing the world, and it's about the the symbolic value of of the authors as well, not just the words they wrote, which is actually the case in a lot of rock and roll things as well. You know, it's yeah. like if you hear a song. And there's, you know, it, it does give it a lot of meaning and subtext if you know who wrote a song or, or, or who sings it. You know, if, you know, I was trying to come up with an, some weird sort of alternate universe where you could hear a song sung by Aussie, but you wouldn't realize that it's Aussie, and would it feel the same if it would be done by somebody else? You know, but uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So I don't even know how much Baudelaire I have. I do have the Flowers of Evil. I have a few compilations. I think I've been given books along the way, but no, no, you you won't find a, a Baudelaire buff uh, in me. That doesn't exist. I'm, I'm very fragmented when it comes to that stuff. It's uh, there's a there's a few other there's a, a 
I get it. Yeah, yeah. Edith Södergran, a Finnish Swedish poet, a lady from, I think she wrote in the 40s or 30s or 40s. I love her stuff a lot, but it's also, I don't know much about her life. I don't know all, all her work because also poets' work, it keeps, it, there's, a, there's a lot of variety, especially back in the day. And also the fact that we've been, which I feel feels a bit weird, like, you know, publishing, you know, somebody's letters. It's like, I, I'm not sure if it's, if it's right for us to read that stuff, if they meant, were meant for, you know, a personal consumption. You know, like I bought a, some, something of Ed, Edward Monk, the guy who printed screen. Yeah. And he has really interesting, yeah. like, letters and stuff. And then all of a sudden I felt like uh, this peeping Tom. I don't belong there, you know. I like reading uh, Cobain's uh, diary, diary, or the, you know, that I think Courtney published, you know, back in, back in the day. I think I was given that book, yeah. but I was, I haven't been able to read it. I feel that, it, I feel somehow it crosses the line. It's not, it's not it, meant yeah. for me, but, uh, but yeah. Sorry to disappoint you regarding Baudelaire. So, but no, that it fine, doesn't, actually. it doesn't come up like, like yeah, you should get that page one seventy four. Sample a lot. Of Pardon stuff. me. I've done the same way. I sample a lot of stuff. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think, you so. know, with, with poetry and, and also like, um, with, like all the stuff, like a Poe or whatever, it's, it's not as you would read all of it or H.P. Lovecraft, whom I've probably read all of it, but, uh, and many times, but uh, it's more, I think once again, we get back to the idea of, of world building and, and the, the worlds we can create. They're very strong. I, I think that Poe, for example, is like a, you know, he is like absent, you know, taken in moderation. And it's like a fantastic one of a kind thing. But if you do that every day, you know, you're going to end up in the gutter sooner or later. Well, thanks again, Vile. It's been wonderful chatting with you. Yeah, indeed it has. Hey, uh, thank you very much. And, and, and see you in New York City. Be safe, be sound, you know, be well. You too. Thanks very All much. Right, catch you later. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.